welcome to 20-Minute Christian Counselor. My name is Rob Oram. I've been a pastor and a counselor for over 30 years. And in this podcast, I provide biblical counsel for the practical matters of life. So if you're experiencing some struggles, either personally or in a relationship, and you're seeking some helpful wisdom, keep listening. Okay, welcome back. Today's episode is entitled, How Do I Cope with the Narcissist in My Life? And I want to say up front, I'm going to be talking specifically and directly today to you wives who are married to very narcissistic husbands. The truths and the strategies I'm going to share can apply to other kinds of people in different relationships. But for the sake of discussion today, I'm going to talk directly to you as a wife who's married to a narcissistic husband. And right now, living with him is a nightmare. But you don't want to leave because you know what it says in the Bible that God hates divorce. And so you stay and you endure terrible treatment from your husband from the one person who's supposed to love you the most, the one person that you thought loved you the most. Listen to me. I'm here today to tell you that you're not alone, that God knows what you're going through, and he's here to help you if you let him. And things don't have to stay as bad as they are right now. I want to begin by talking about this whole term narcissist. It's a very common word out in the world today. And I don't think it's fair. In fact, I don't think it's biblical to label someone as a quote unquote narcissist. Labels can be very destructive, especially when we're using them to describe someone's identity. Okay. God gets to decide our identity. And he says that all of us are created in his image and therefore we're all due a certain amount of respect because of that. Instead, I think it's, it's more helpful to use labels to describe behavior, to explain a person's actions and not to define a person's identity. So in this episode today, when I'm using the term narcissist, I'm going to be specifically referring to someone whose attitudes and actions are extremely selfish or very narcissistic, more so than most people. But I'm not using this term to describe anyone's identity. I hope that makes sense to you. Now, let me just, um, let me share with you some specific examples of very narcissistic behavior that I think you're going to be familiar with. Husbands who are extremely narcissistic never believe they're mistaken. They will never admit they're wrong. They never take blame for anything. And therefore, 
They never apologize, even when they clearly know they are wrong. And instead, they'll always flip it around and put the blame back on you. Often later, narcissistic husbands will make some sweet little gesture that is their equivalent to an apology, like buying you a present or letting you pick where you go to dinner or what movie to watch. But that's their way of apologizing. That's the most you're going to get from them. Narcissistic husbands are also completely unable to show empathy. They're totally insensitive to your feelings and the feelings of other people and your needs. So because of this, they don't feel badly when they say or do something that really hurts you. They don't get it. Narcissistic husbands will also frequently try to gaslight you. This term is also very popular in the world right now. Basically, gaslighting is an attempt to manipulate you into doubting your own perceptions, uh, your own experiences, your own memory or understanding of events, to try to deflect blame from themselves and to try to control you. Narcissistic husbands will try to gaslight a lot. They also believe that they are more important than other people and that they're actually due special treatment. And they will exaggerate their talents and their accomplishments. And when narcissistic husbands don't get their way or they feel threatened in some way, they can get really angry, really fast, really hostile, and they can say really mean, deeply hurtful things to you. And they often behave one way out in public around other people, and then they're totally different with you behind closed doors. Does any of this sound familiar to you? I bet it does. Well, let me just say this. If your husband is doing any of the things I just described, he is a narcissist. And again, I'm not defining his identity. I'm saying that he is behaving very narcissistically. If he's doing any of those things. So let's chew for a minute on why. Why does he act like this? All right, here's the bottom line about this, and this is really important for you to understand. All of his narcissistic behavior is about his self-esteem. It's all about protecting and building up his self-image. This might be hard for you to, to believe, but deep down inside, your husband is extremely wounded. He's actually incredibly insecure and full of doubt and shame. And so all of this narcissistic behavior is in response to the fact that he can't cope with this. He can't accept this about himself. He can't accept his feelings. He feels so badly about himself that he will say and do anything to make himself feel better or to protect himself from feeling so badly and from avoiding his deep feelings of inadequacy 
and even his self-loathing. That's what's going on with him. What caused or what causes this deep, deep woundedness? Well, in a nutshell, nobody knows for sure. But a lot of folks, including myself, believe it's going to go back to his childhood. Somehow he's had some very negative, damaging childhood experiences. Maybe some kind of trauma, some kind of abuse or loss. And there's a lot of discussion out there about how parenting contributes to such a narcissistic personality. And it's so interesting because both extremes of parenting have been noted to cause narcissism. One side is being rejected by his parents and being overly criticized. Nothing is ever good enough. And at the other end of the extreme, children who get overly praised from their parents, never get boundaries, never get any critique. The other extreme of all of that can also contribute to narcissism. But essentially, it's really important for you to understand what exactly is going on and maybe have a sense of where it came from. It came from his childhood, from his growing up. So let's get to the nitty-gritty of today's episode. What can I do to cope with him? And I'm going to share with you six specific strategies that you can start to implement right away that can make a difference and can make your life more tolerable and maybe even have an impact on your relationship and possibly God can even use these strategies to change your husband. So the first one, you might want to write these down. The first one is you need to seek God. I don't know where you are personally on your spiritual journey, but if you're married to a narcissistic husband, now is the time for you to reach out to God for help. You don't have to try to deal with this on your own. And if you've never done this, you need to personally put your faith in Jesus Christ. God loves you. God wants to have a relationship with you. But you, just like all of us, are a sinner. You have sin in your life and things that you've said and done that are separating you from God that you need to fix. And the only way to fix that is to put your faith in Jesus and who he is and what he did on the cross as he paid the penalty for your sins. And when you put your faith in Christ, his rightness with God is counted toward you. He took the punishment of your sins on himself. So you need to put your faith in Christ and be reconciled to God and then ask God for help. He is available to you if you will reach out to him. He knows what's going on and he can help. So that's step one. And step two, step two is a bitter pill, all right? Step two is you have to accept the reality of who your husband is, all right? I'm not saying that he can never change. Of course, I believe God can change your husband if he will let him. But right now, it's going to be helpful and healthy for you to just accept the fact that I'm married to an extremely narcissistic man who is probably 
not going to change or not going to change much. And what that means is that you're going to stop trying to change him. And hopefully you're going to start accepting the realities of what you're going to get from him and what you're not. And that's going to change your expectations, which can also help to reduce your disappointments and frustrations. So step two is just accepting the fact of who he really is and the fact that you cannot change him. Only God can. Strategy number three is you need to start avoiding unwinnable conflicts. You know what I'm talking about. There are certain issues, certain subjects, certain events that continue to pop up. And no matter how hard you try, you cannot get your husband to see the light, to understand the reality, to accept the responsibility. They're unwinnable. And it's never going to change. So you need to be willing and prepared to let minor unintended issues and insults go. In other words, pick your battles carefully. Hold your ground on the things that are going to be really important, but there are going to be a lot of lesser things you're going to just have to let go because they're unwinnable. See, the reality is that narcissists are unwilling to process past fights. After a fight with your husband, you might want to go back and discuss what went wrong, what you can learn from it, how you can do better next time. But most narcissists usually refuse to do this. Why? Because to them, it feels like you're just rubbing their nose in their past mistakes and they can't handle that. It's too much of an attack or a threat on their very fragile self-esteem. So, Point number three, again, is avoid unwinnable conflicts. Number four, strategy number four, when you're giving feedback to your husband, try to use non-threatening language. In other words, instead of saying you, try to use the word we. Using we language is going to work better for you because he's going to be more willing to hear what you're saying, or he's going to be less defensive. So you want to talk about how the two of you, as we, want to do things better in the future. Let me give you an example, just some specific words. I believe we love each other and want to be happy. I think that we can both agree that moving forward, we both need to be nicer to each other and more careful about what we say. Did you hear how many times I used the word we in that statement? The point is if you can use non-threatening words like that as a part of giving him feedback, which you're going to need to do, there's going to be a greater potential that he's going to hear what you're saying and be less defensive. Strategy number five, you do need to set and maintain boundaries. What are boundaries? We're talking about personal boundaries here. Personal boundaries are guidelines or rules or limits that you decide upon that define what you think is reasonable and safe and 
permissible ways for other people or specifically for your husband to behave towards you. And also your boundaries kind of decide how you're going to respond when he violates those limits. You need to set some boundaries. Jesus set boundaries. You see, narcissistic husbands don't respect, they don't even notice other people's boundaries. And left to their own devices, narcissistic husbands will just cross most lines that other people automatically would recognize and appreciate. So you need to be really clear with yourself and then with your spouse about what kind of behavior is going to be tolerable and what is unacceptable. You need to decide your limits. And then, this is really important, you need to clearly communicate them to your husband so he understands what your boundaries, what your limits are. And then, you need to be willing to follow through with any consequences or repercussions that you've also decided to put in place if he does violate your boundaries. And he will test you on this. Some examples of uh, consequences might mean just ending the discussion. You know, I'm not going to talk about this anymore if you're talking to me this way. Leaving the room. Not attending the event that he's wanting you to attend. Sometimes you may even have to leave the house. And in extreme cases, you might even have to move out. There's a lot I could say about that, but when I'm talking about moving out, I'm just talking about separating, creating some space and some time for the two of you to do some self-examination and some prayer and possibly and probably get some counseling and some outside help. I'm not talking about divorce. Separation is different than divorce, but you only separate with the intentional goal of trying to work on yourself and the relationship. So again, summarizing strategy number five, it's all about setting and maintaining and communicating boundaries. And there's a really good book called Boundaries. It's a Christian book by Cloud and Townsend. If you've never read that, you should get that book and read it. The final strategy is you need to develop a support system. Again, you can't and you shouldn't be trying to cope with this on your own. So you need to intentionally develop a friendship or some friendships with someone or people of the same sex, other Christian women, with whom you can process your feelings and from whom you can get feedback and encouragement and accountability. You need other people in your life. They can also meet some emotional needs that maybe you're not getting met in your marriage from your husband. It may be wise for you to get some counseling, some professional counseling, either from your pastor or a biblical counselor. I I do biblical counseling myself, and I talk to women all the time who are in these types of marriages. There's also a lot of helpful information on the internet. You have to be careful. You want to sort it through, make sure it's a biblical, Christ-centered perspective. But there is a lot of information out there, articles, 
videos, podcasts, websites, also books. Learning more about narcissism is going to be helpful for you. And finally, there are a lot of wives out there in your situation. A lot of women who find themselves married to very narcissistic husbands. So maybe you need to find a support group where you can share your story and hear theirs and encourage and strengthen one another. So quick summary of the six steps I've mentioned today, the six strategies. Seek God first. Now, accept the reality of who your husband is. Avoid unwinnable conflicts. Use non-threatening feedback, the we language. Set and maintain and communicate your personal boundaries with your husband. And then intentionally develop a support system around yourself to help you. I just want to conclude today's episode with some encouragement. You don't have to do this alone. Jesus is available to you. And he invites you, he invites all of us to come to him for help and for rest. And I know your situation may feel and look impossible to you, but again, Jesus said with God, nothing is impossible. You can't change your husband, but God can. Will he? Only if he lets him. But even if your husband doesn't change, you can allow God to change you. And that change in you will impact your marriage and may impact your husband. So I just want to encourage you, start implementing these strategies I've shared with you today. And then pray and watch and see what God will do. Thanks for listening. If this has been helpful to you, I want to ask you to do three things. Click the follow button, write a review, and tell your friends. Also, if you have a question you'd like me to address, reach out to me at my website at roborum.com. That's R-O-B-B, two B's, O-R-A-M.com. Until next time, keep your eyes on Jesus. Jesus.